Hello and welcome to Quarter Time Podcast. I'm Lucy G. And I'm Lucy P. And we're here to bring you all the netball goodness you never knew you needed. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the latest episode of Quarter Time Podcast. Day two and three are now complete. We're racing through the days, Luce. I can't. I don't even know what's going on. Where is the time going? I just, I'm just absorbing all this netball, and it's all rushing past me. And I just want to slow time down and like savor this moment. Do you know what we need? Another Harry Potter reference coming up. A oh time God. turner. <laughs> Because I would love to go back and watch some of these matches again, but right, there just isn't enough hours in the day. Yeah, well, I haven't even watched any other sport from I the am. whole Com Games. I actually forgot there was other sports. <laughs> Nebula's life. Which Hashtag is quite bad, Nebula's isn't life. it? <laughs> and don't forget, we had a great conversation yesterday on Twitter with Tracy Neville, Michelle Fippard and Vicky Sutton. So do catch up on that day if you haven't already. Yeah, genuinely, that's one of my favourite Twitter spaces I think Mm -hmm. we ever done. It was incredible. So definitely want to catch up on that one. For sure. So your thoughts on the last two days, Luz? Oh, man. I mean, where to begin? Uh, We've had a really good look at each team now, which is fab. Um, I think we're seeing some really, really strong performances. We're seeing some combinations gel. We're seeing some not so strong performances but there's some really interesting key stats so far from the top four teams Australia have scored a whopping 178 goals at 91% from just two matches Wowza. yeah and they are also top for gains with 60 this breaks my little rose's heart a little bit <laughs> but England have the lowest shooting percentage of the top four with 85.4% so Definitely not what we expect Mm. from them. And I do expect that to shift up pretty significantly throughout the rest of the competition. Yeah. Uh, And heartbreak for South Africa, their loss to Jamaica means that they'd have to beat Australia to be in with a chance of a medal or Jamaica would have to lose to Australia, possible, and one other team. Not so likely. Mm, Yeah, no, definitely not. Well, it's been really interesting. So what's coming up on today's show? So today we're going to be recapping all the matches from day two and day three of the games, bringing you a roundup of all the results and highlighting key talking points, including our game of the day and our players of the day. And then we're also going to take a quick look ahead to day four of the competition. Amazing. So I know we've got a lot to get through today. So the first one was Australia, Scotland and Australia taking a big win, 83 to 30. And for this one, I said time to shine. Nice. It was great to get a look at the new look Scotland under Tamsin Greenway against a top side and it's actually the first time they've played Australia in 12 years. An area of concern was the shooting percentage for Scotland which was 76% at half time versus Australia's 92 plus they only picked up two rebounds compared to Australia's nine throughout the game. Australia was clearly superior in terms of their intensity and focus and exactly like they did on day one, they had a comfortable winning margin and experimented with combinations and units. Yeah, they're pretty deadly really, weren't they? Yep. Uh, following this was England versus Malawi with a nice strong win for England, 66 to 41. And I've gone for structure is key. Mm. This was a much better start from England, in my opinion. We had two clean intercepts in the opening minutes and a 19-9 first quarter. Nat Metcalf was on a mad one. She had 40 feeds and she's averaging 36 a game, which is pretty incredible. 
Particularly at the start of the game, I think Malawi were really lacking in structure and Kumwenda was being pulled up far too high on the court, having to do so much work. I just don't think she's used to playing that GA bib and she wasn't getting enough support from the players around her and it just kind of exposed the holes in that attacking end. Yeah, totally agree. Next up, it was the big one, Jamaica versus South Africa, 68-49. to And for this one, I said hungry for it. Mm. Jamaica came into this game looking like a team who are not going home without a medal. They've already booked for the sure. luggage for it. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> From the start, the defenders were totally in the heads of the South Africa shooters. Venter particularly was looking tentative at times, making silly errors. The precision on the execution from Jamaica is simply frightening and they shot at 96% to South Africa's 83 South Africa did improve throughout the game, but a 19-goal loss in the opening game that they were, to be honest, expecting to be much closer, Mm. which Dered actually said after the game. She said that was one they were targeting. It will be quite tough to take. Yeah, and I think to know that your medal chances are pretty much dashed yeah. this early on, like it's, that's that's tough, man. And the last game on day two uh, was New Zealand-Uganda. Oh, this was a corker. Mm. New Zealand took a win at 53 to 40, and I've said, make them work. This was a cracking game, and New Zealand were really being made to think by, I don't know, a plucky and persistent Uganda side. While New Zealand continued their trend of rotating combinations and units, six players for Uganda played the full 60 and the only change was Proskovia to the bench and Choluk into goal shooter in the second half where she made a massive impact. Peace had just eight attempts in the first half and was being smothered by Kelly Jury. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. Eight attempts. Mm, That's so surprising. And so moving on to our player of the day from day two, I mean... It goes without saying, this player was just incredible. It's obviously (laughs) Latanya Wilson for Jamaica. Wilson had five gains, two intercepts, three deflections, three rebounds, two (laughs) pickups, and just five penalties (laughs) in 45 minutes. She is undoubtedly the strongest goal defence for Jamaica. Mm. I, I think that goes without question. And her improvement in the last two seasons, and particularly at an international level, has just been phenomenal. The shutdown game she's able to put on, which then just allows Sterling to excel and come out on those flies, is just second to none. They're, they're just so frightening. Yeah, I just can't believe the form she's come into recently. Because yeah. I had Jodie Ann Ward pegged as that. Like starting GD, she had the standout season with Magpies, not so much last season, but Wilson's really just taking that spot and owning it. Yeah. You'd love to see it. Mm -hmm. So for our game of the day, for day two, uh, this was a pretty easy one. It was New Zealand, Uganda, absolute corker. We saw so many different combinations out for New Zealand again, but I do think we're starting to see that kind of core now, the spine being built with Jury, Crampton and the Weki. I think Gina Crampton's feeding Nweke really nicely. She had 26 feeds. She loves getting into that pocket. And I just feel like Uganda needed to do more to to shut down her drive and to stop her from hitting that position on circle edge. Because once she gets there, she's deadly. Yeah. Uganda were incredibly lateral in their attacking movement. Like there was a clip, they went side to side about six times in a row just around that transverse line. They could not penetrate. But in a way... 
it was kind of weird. Like there were certain moments where it almost worked in their favour because they were pulling that zone apart so wide that the defenders like couldn't time their flies mm. coming to get the ball. It's really interesting. And they actually won that third quarter, 8-11. Um, yeah, I just, I just thought it was a fascinating game. The shooting percentages for Uganda were 78, not quite what they would like, but it was 88 for New Zealand, which is pretty good. And I think for Uganda, Joan Nampungo in goal defence had a really good game, uh, doing lots of work in attack. She had 16 centre pass receives, two gains, five deflections, five pickups and well, 16 penalties, but... Hey, she's a defender, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm really interested at the amount of centre pass receives that are going to the defensive players. I think it's been quite high compared to what we see in VNSL. I mean, particularly the Scotland-Wales game, I need to double check how many Nia Jones took because she honestly took almost every single one. Yeah, absolutely. So moving on to day three now and first game of day three we had Malawi versus Northern Ireland Mm. and the score was 54 to Malawi and 41 to Northern Ireland and for this one I said loss of momentum. Yeah, yeah. Ah, this game. It's really hard not to think of what might have been in this game if Northern Ireland hadn't made those changes at half time. Crosby looked like an entirely different player in the shooting circle in this game. She was strong. She was accurate, agile. She was moving so well. I'm just baffled as to why she was taken off. Agreed. Yeah, they were so close. And and Fitona was another warrior who had a ripper of a game. She was a menace. She had six gains, five intercepts. She was everywhere. I think they even said that on the commentary. Malawi looked a little tired to begin with after a tough game against England the day before, but they exposed the attacking inaccuracies for Northern Ireland, particularly towards the later stages of the game, and the beautiful combination of Vincumbo and Mtule proved really fruitful. Yeah, it was lovely work in the circle from them. Following this was South Africa versus Barbados. South Africa clocking up a huge win, 91 to 36. Wowza. Yeah, massive. And I've said improvements are coming. This was the sort of dominant performance that we're expecting to see from South Africa, who didn't score below 20 in a single quarter. However, credit where credit's due, Barbados also improved on their performance from day one with just 11 errors in this game compared to 23 against Australia. Barbados did still lack a bit of defensive pressure and South Africa had some fantastic ball speed. So it was really difficult for the Gems to to get a foothold in this game. Unfortunately, we saw a possible concussion and an eye injury to Barbados goalkeeper Azore Bruce. Really unlucky this tournament. That's the second one. Um, So wishing her a super speedy recovery. Yeah, for sure. Next up on to Uganda versus Trinidad and Tobago. And the score was 62 to Uganda, 28 to TNT. And for this one, I said smart, fast start. Nice. It's quite hard to say quickly, actually, <laughs> early in the morning. Uh, Uganda got out to a fast start and took advantage of some ill discipline for TNT. The Calypso girls were getting stuck on that transverse line, and I really felt that the tactical changes in quarter one just didn't pay off. Mm. Uganda were just better drilled and hard to stop, with Cholok again strutting her stuff under the post, putting up 28 from 32 and keeping Proscovia Peace on the bench. Yeah, I mean, they'll definitely be wanting to rest her for the rest of the competition as well. But I love seeing Cholok just doing her thing, mm-hmm. living her best life. It's amazing. And finally, last game from day three was Scotland versus Wales, the home nation's derby. Absolutely incredible game. And I've said ahead on attempts. Mm. Bafflingly in this game, 
the losing team were actually ahead on the number of attempts to goal. Scotland had 62 attempts to Wales's 54. Wales won the first three quarters and were dogged in defence, pretty clinical under the post. Uh, Barry was brought on in the second half for Scotland, but by then it was just too late. Their shooting percentages really let them down and they'll be bitterly disappointed that they lost this very winnable game for them. Yeah, it was a real shame, wasn't it? It just felt like they didn't switch on in that first half. But I think everyone was quite disappointed for the scoreline not to be a bit closer towards the end Mm. and they had a bit of a sniff but yeah no disappointing stuff from Scotland I have to say yeah I just it was the changes for me I don't think the right changes were made at the right time I think if Emma Barry had come on in second quarter Mm. might have been very different but I tell you what Wales put it out there and the crowd absolutely incredible what a game so good so moving on to our player of the day from day three. So this one was really easy to pick, I have to say. <laughs> Vanderberg from South Africa. Mm. She was amazing in the goal shooter position against Barbados. We haven't seen a lot of her, but I would say that I would be surprised if we don't see her in the VNSL in coming years. Hands down. She played 45 minutes of this game, shot 47 from 49 at 96%, plus racked up four rebounds and one pickup. It goes without saying she wasn't necessarily up against a top four opposition like an Australia or an England. But bearing in mind, this kid is 21 years old Mm -hmm. and already showing the confidence and the ingredients of a future star. I think it was such great exposure for her and lots of exciting things to come. Yeah, she's just got such a smooth shot. Like it's such a joy to watch. It is silky, silky smooth. So yeah, if she's not in the VNSL maybe next season, if not the season after, then I'll be gobsmacked. Someone needs to pick her up. Moving on to our game of the day. Again, this was a pretty easy one. It was Scotland versus Wales. I'm just going to stop you before you say anything because (laughs) I have to mention to all the listeners that I predicted this. We spoke about it yesterday. I think it was on the podcast, but we said, you were like, oh, who do you think is going to win? And you said, oh, it's definitely going to be Scotland. And I was like, "Mm, I think Wales are going to win. Scotland's shooting percentages have been down. And I was right. I feel so vindicated right now. I'm never right. I hang my head in shame. But if your predictions are starting to come true, then Rose's fans everywhere should be quaking in their boots because you predicted them a silver medal. Oh, no. This is the worst time for your predictions to start coming Honestly, true. Honestly, if that happens, I will resign. <laughs> <laughs> I actually will. Oh, God, what a nightmare. Anyway, go on. What were you going to say about this game? Oh, I mean, there's so much to say about this game. I just did not expect Scotland to look the way that they did. They just looked, I don't know, a bit nervous, like just really shaky, tentative, stressed. Their shooting percentage, and this is probably the lowest I've seen internationally for quite a long time, it was 67%. Mm. And that's just not good enough at an international level. I think credit has to be given to Ella Powell-Davies. She didn't have the most flashy stats. She had two gains, one intercept, four deflections. But she kept Neve McCall to 7 out of 13, 54% in 40 minutes of netball. Like, she shut her down, put her off. (laughs) Incredible. Uh, Scotland did have a resurgence in the last quarter, but by then it was just, it was too late, too little too late. They had 15 goals in the first half, just not good enough. Um, And I think we were expecting big things, but what I keep trying to tell myself is that change does not happen overnight. Yeah. And I think it's very easy for us as fans to be like, oh, Tamsin Green Racer, Tamsin Green Racer, and to expect, you know, absolute caucus of a game and all these match wins overnight that is just fundamentally not how it happens i'm trying to rein myself in a little bit Mm. but i think 
Wales, you know, they absolutely did a job. Everyone individually played incredibly well. Creek, this is the best I've seen her play yeah. in that goal attack position. Oh, yeah. And she played the full 60. Yeah. I might, I'll take my hat off to her. She did an exceptional job. Against Emily Nicholl. It was a great mm-hmm. day. Absolutely. I think Beth and Dyke was exceptional. Uh-huh. Um, but the standout for me was Nia Jones. Jeez Louise, that girl is incredible. I love her so, so yeah. much. So tenacious, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you were saying earlier about centre pass receives. So she had 19, which was 19? the joint most on court with Iona Christian. A wing defence and a wing attack. Yeah. I mean, she's such a workhorse, but like the leadership that she shows on court is second to none. I, you know, she's just incredible for Wales. It'd be a very sad day when she retires. Yeah, you want to play for her. Don't you? For sure. That's I just want to be thing. her best mate. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You want to be there lining up next to her. She just gives that energy to the team and yeah. she's the heart and soul. Yeah. But interestingly for Wales, a top eight finish should now be in the bag for them, which is super exciting and will hopefully do a lot for the development of the sport in the country. Yeah, no, for sure. That is massive. So day two and three are now wrapped up. We're going to look ahead to day four. Uh, the matches we've got, some interesting ones. We've got Australia, South Africa. Uh, Jamaica, Barbados, England, Northern Ireland, and New Zealand, Malawi. I'm really mm. looking forward to that last one. Yeah, I think the first one and the last one are definitely going to be really interesting to watch. Mm. South Africa are wounded. For sure. That was a tough game against Jamaica. They came back yesterday. Will they be able to play the, the level that we would expect from them against Australia? No, I think it's going to be a 20-odd goal defeat. Yeah. Tough times. Yeah, tough times all around. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Quarter Time Podcast. I feel like we had so much to pack in today, Luce. Yeah, I feel like I've spoken a million miles an hour. I'm like, get it all in. (laughs) But it's just, it's amazing having so many matches to watch, isn't it? Mm. And I almost feel, do you feel like very blessed? Honestly, I'm not even joking, truly blessed. Yeah, it's great. I mean, what an amazing thing. I was just sat there yesterday watching the netball and I was like, this is great. And the Lionesses won as well. Oh my God. How have we not even referenced that yet? That was, inc- in fact, I don't know if anyone who is listening who wasn't at the stadium yesterday, as soon as they went 2 1 up, the entire stadium roared. Yeah. It was incredible. Oh man. Yeah, no, that was really good. So, what a time for women's sport. What a time. Hopefully what a time it's going to be. Alive. Be- <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, it will be Lionesses this week. England England next next week. week. Yes, of course. The double, the double. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Quarter Time Podcast. Don't forget we're bringing you daily coverage from the Commonwealth Games with new episodes, live podcasts and social media content. So keep an eye on us. Keep an eye. Keep Keep an eye. (laughs) Keep your eye on our social media channels for all the info you need, including our content schedule. Oh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media at Quarter Time Pod for all the latest netball updates. Do get involved in the conversation online by letting us know what you think of the matches throughout the games and which players you've got your eye on. With so many of you have got in touch recently and we love chatting to each and every one of you. So do get in touch. And some really exciting news. We are also organising an in-person meetup in Birmingham on Saturday 6th of August from 12 till 2pm at Las Iguanas. Las Iguanas. <laughs> in between the semi-finals. 
We have put all the details up on our Instagram page, so do check it out and hope to see you there. Yeah, man, cocktail hour. Every <laughs> hour is cocktail hour. Uh, and <laughs> day drinking is the way forward uh, finally moving swiftly on we would really appreciate if you could take a moment to rate and review as it helps other people to find the podcast if you enjoy listening to the pod do let us know and spread the word of your netball pal so that even more people can get involved take care everyone and see you soon bye